0: The Links and Locks podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yes. dinner. <laughs> Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast presented by Bet365. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He has been Everell from Golfbet, and as always, we are here to play 18 holes, make 18 bets, breaking down our favorite plays for this week's Wyndham Championship. I can't believe we're there. The final regular season event on the PGA Tour schedule. We'll start getting into it in just a second, but first, a reminder. The Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365 the world's favorite sports book brand, sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer, get $1 on any game, get $200 in bonus bets, must be 21 or older, offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Benny, good to see you, good to hear from you once again. Uh, I don't believe that either one of us ha- had a Lee Hodges mention On last week's 3M Open pod, all he did was pull a Brian Harmon. You know, it's getting close to football season when Georgia and Alabama are blowing out their opponents. But kudos to Hodges. I I will say that, at least personally, and I think you were on the same page with me, that even though we didn't get the name, we got the the strategy right. The strategy was fade the top of the board, find your favorite guys 50, 60 to 1 and bigger, who are pretty good to green that's lee hodges we just didn't get the name right we we just had some other names instead
1: yeah 100 percent. i think one of the key things to think about what lee hodges did and he uh in talking to his caddy and others after his victory uh he sort of went into the week just outside that top 70 playoff bubble uh, wondering oh feeling a little bit down himself for not being essentially in the playoff mix and his caddy reminded him a 75, 76, any other year in the history of the, the tour would get you into the 125 playoffs, and it's a good year. Um, you don't need to be concerned. You need to be confident of how you've been going, um, and that freed him up to just have a crack, and as you saw, he was brilliant. I mean, look, yeah, you know, it was 110 to 1, I think, to start the week, but and not many people, 0.01% of the market had him pre, pre-tournament, but uh, it just showed... Also, that there are other bets like we mentioned every week 10, top 10, top 20s, top top 40s, etc., where there can be value. I think Aaron Badley was a great value top 10 in the end. Um uh Zach Blair came from no, was 20, you know, he doubled 14 on Saturday and was 24 to 1 outright for a top 10. Nine birdies in his last 21 holes to cash people who got on that. Um, you yeah, know, golf betting has got all these opportunities, even in a runaway, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Um, and yeah, this week similar as I said look for the guys in my mind that are around those bubbles that have the right attitude around it and and potentially can use this week as you know like the the torch is applied and and can they have a good frame of mind around it
0: yeah this week as you alluded to essentially the last chance saloon for those trying to get into next week's first playoff event in Memphis and I also I don't think it's a bad idea, for Benny, for to look at the other numbers. Look at guys who – this guy might be free and clear, but he may be looking for the number to, to make sure he's safe going into the BMW Championship or Correct. a guy who's in the 40s and looking to get into the Tour Championship and make a little run. So uh, the big names that are outside that top 70 that uh, will get the headlines are Justin Thomas, of course, Shane Lowry, Adam Scott. But I, I would keep looking at some of those other names because there are other players – uh that will move into that number traditionally when it's been 125 over the last three years only eight players over the last three years have moved in during the final week after the wyndham championship so not a ton of movement but you can definitely target a few players outside that list love a few of those names as we get into this all right wyndham championship cinchfield country club 7131 yards par 70 typically plays to those who keep it in play who can hit their wedges and short irons tight to the hole and can make a whole lot of putts because you got to go low on this golf course. Let's get right to it. 18 holes, making 18 bets. Ben Everill, you're on the tee. Swing away.
1: Yeah, mate, like you said, I think the last six winners were all inside the top 12 in strokes gained approach the week that they won and also inside the top 25 for strokes gained putting. So clearly, you know, you're looking for someone who's a bit of a unicorn and can do both. That doesn't happen over a season for very many players on the PGA tour. So then you have to decide, am I going to lean to the approach guys that might have a good week putting or am I going to go with the putting guys that might have a good week on the approach? I've been a total wuss and I've split my picks down the middle on either side as we go through this podcast, but I'm going to start with a guy who actually is doing better in putting Despite being known for his swing and accuracy in the past, and you mentioned him, he's just outside the top 70. I'm targeting guys around all those bubbles, like you've mentioned. But for my first outright play, 35 to 1, Adam Scott, my countryman, I think that he will step up to the plate, right? He's one of just, I think, two players who's made every single FedEx Cup playoffs uh, since its inception. He's 81st in the standings. We know he needs a big week. Uh, I'm backing him to get it done. I think he needs top nine minimum probably top six to really um, make sure it gets, it, it happens. But he he lost in a six-man playoff here in 2021 and probably should have won that missed a Short putt in that playoff that would have won the tournament. Uh, he's 31st in strokes game putting this season. And while it's surprising 145th on approach, he's gained shots in four of his last seven starts on approach. And I've been calling him all year, said he'd win something. I'm running out of time. It's got to be this. Come on, Scotty.
0: Yeah, you and I both, I had him at the Scottish Open where he missed the cut just a few weeks ago. I I do like the Adam Scott call. I will say, though, that uh, he's got a little, uh, he's going to have some nightmares, some bad vibes when he gets to that 18th hole and remembers uh, not being able to put it away in that six-man playoff a couple of years ago. All right, Uh, second hole, as always, I start with a long shot play, although my long shot play is not too much of a long shot. Benny, usually when we regret not making a pre-tournament bet, we regret that on Saturday afternoon or Sunday when someone's running away with it. Go, man! How did I not bet Lee Hodges before the tournament started? <laughs> I had a bet that I regretted at like eight o'clock in the morning Eastern time on or nine o'clock in the morning uh, on Thursday morning last week when Billy Horschel opened with two birdies yeah. in his first three holes. I was like, you know what? Been saying that Billy's going to turn it around for a while now. This was the week, and I missed it. Now, granted. I got a little bit of him live it was fine and you know the shorter price obviously than before he started out two under uh and that said he didn't win the the golf tournament so there's not a whole lot of regret going on there but all of that said as soon as i saw billy playing well right from the start i was like oh i I knew it i just i should have mentioned him somewhere the number is about half the price of what it was last week pre-tournament but i still think that he makes a lot of sense this week. Has a really nice record at Sedgefield, uh 27th or better in his last four starts, including a runner-up finish a few years ago. Get him at 60 to one, even 65 to 1 in a few books. I think Billy Horschel has some win equity. He's only uh less than two months removed from uh finishing the opening round of the Memorial tournament, teary-eyed and talking about how hard golf was uh after shooting an 84 there. Uh he's he was always going to turn things around. I think he makes for a smart long shot play this week
1: yeah i mean we're talking about a guy's been there done that right seven time winner off the top of my head also has won a fedex cup has gotten hot in the playoffs i saw him sporting the playoff beard early as well maybe he's trying to get that mojo and perhaps he can be the man um so yeah look you're right at some point it's going to come and it seems to be trending so it's not a bad play for a long shot for sure um he and a type of guy that likes the pressure, right? Like under the gun, he likes that feeling. And he sort of proved that last week, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, third hole. This is chalky. as pretty chalky as they come, I suppose. But I'm looking at this guy for a top five. He just fell out of uh, a, a winning proposition for me. And I think he could still win, obviously. And only five to one for a top five. But he's 36th in the FedEx Cup. So he's on the top 30 bubble. Really wants to get inside it. This will be his best chance based on his previous... Uh, performances. He has four top 25s at Wyndham. Three of those are top 10s. He's 29th in strokes going total on the tour and that's Sungjae Im. I think Sung Im is a big player across the board here this week. And as I said, people might think, oh it doesn't really matter. He's already in the playoffs but he knows this course is the one for him. He knows he's outside the top 30. Make a move get him in now and make others come and get him during the playoffs. So I think Sungjae will put a lot of focus on this week and becomes a big shot a big show across the board.
0: Benny, I was nodding my head the entire time you were talking until you got to Sun jae name. Uh, That's because I thought you were going with my top five play. It sounded very familiar. Uh, I'm going with the top five just a little bit further down the board, but still, plus 550 to have the play. Uh, You'll remember two years ago. This is one of my favorite betting stories. Two years ago, Russell Henley was the first-round leader, shot 62 at the Wyndham Championship. He was the second-round leader. He was the third-round leader, going up by three, entering the final round stumbled a little out of the gates of the final round tied the lead with one hole to play Has a six footer for par on the last to join the playoff misses it loses by one stroke and for the first time in 20 years on the pga tour lost by one and did not cash top five tickets that's right i had him on the pod that week (laughs) for a top five as if to only tease us a little bit russell henley then Chop Tied's top five tickets last year. He finished this share in fifth place. He's been all around it. I really do like him this week, though. Uh, nobody's hitting it straighter this year. The putter isn't quite as hot as I would like it, but he's still a guy that rolls it pretty well when he gets things going. Top five, Russell Henley at plus 550.
1: Well, I'm moving my uh, ticket around here. I'm going to bring one from later on and I'm going to bring it forward to the fifth hole. And that is, I have got Russell Henley slated for the first round leader. You mentioned that he's done it before and I like him across the board. I just wanted to find a place to put him. You know, I like to sort of go the guys. I Some of the, the, the players I think have a chance to win outright. I, I try to get better odds on the first round leader. I think it's 40-1 or so for Henley. He's 34th again. We're talking just like Sunjay, right, right on that bubble, knows this is the week to get himself inside. Three straight top tens at Wyndham, as you said. 23rd strokes gained approach this year. Um, so just because I'm slating him as first round leader doesn't mean you shouldn't take Jason's advice there and look at win 5-10. I think Henley goes good in all of those, uh, all of those brackets. And just for me, I, sl- I slotted him there. Good odds. At first related, because I've seen him do it before.
0: All right, uh, getting to the sixth hole, I will uh, move up my first round leader play. Um, and look, I—I I mean, we could, you know, we could do a running act with this thing because every week it's like I—I I go with a bigger name, shorter number, and it's a long shot. And then I go with a long shot, and it's one of the big names. And I look, guys, if you're betting big money on first round leader bets, uh, more power <laughs> to you. I—I uh, yeah. I, I hope you're hitting those. I, I, look, I've hit a couple. I, I chopped Ricky Fowler at the US Open. I chopped Tommy Fleetwood at the Open Championship a few years, a few weeks ago. So, I mean, it hasn't been, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm completely way off on these things. Uh, I've actually hit a couple of, of nice ones. And actually, the ROI might, might even be up for the year on first round leader plays. You gotta go back and look. But uh, in any case, this week, I'm going back to the long shot play. I, I like targeting putters, especially on a golf course like this. And you'll see, I've got some very good putters on my list this week, but I like targeting putters, especially for single round investments. Because if a guy gets hot and rolls in three or four 30 foot putts, all of a sudden it takes a 66, makes it a 62 or 63. That's the kind of number that holds the first round lead here. I, I mentioned Henley two years ago was 62 last year. I believe it was John Ha. Huh with a 61 to open things up. You got to go really low. It's par 70. I got Mackenzie Hughes, who's a North Carolina resident now, one of the better putters out there, has not had a very good year, but is fresh off a week. When he finished outside the top 30, I think it was 31st in Minnesota, but posted four consecutive rounds sub-70, which I think is a really good sign for him. Again, I'm just hoping that the ball goes into the cup, and, and that's what you're looking for for a single-round leader, Mackenzie Hughes, 80-1. to
1: one. All right, mate. Well, you given me a nice segue into my top 10 player in the seventh hole. I'm going to go to a putter here. I'm actually going to give you two names. I'm cheating this week. I'm giving extra names across a few things uh, because it's our final week of the regular season. But the first one here for a top 10 ranks third in stroke game putting, three prior top 25s at the Wyndham Championship. But Denny McCarthy is someone I've certainly got my eye on this week. And not just top 10. I think you can look at five and, and even winning – uh equity here he's 76 on approach as well which you know is pretty respectable especially when you consider a lot of the guys in front of him aren't playing this week uh 17th in scoring average he can definitely go low uh which you need to do at central as you said six top tens this season three in his last five starts including that playoff loss at the memorial uh so and he's 25th in the fedex cup so wants to bank those points to stay there for atlanta so I like him for the top uh, top 10 at, what, plus 320, I think. And he's already come in. He was 350, I think, earlier today. Another guy's come in from 300 to 280 is former champion Seawood Kim. Uh, I think at the same 20th strokes scan approach, accurate hitter. Not doing well in putting this year, but... Always puts well and much better at Sedgefield. Top of his win, he's been fifth in 19, third in 20, and a runner-up in 21. I like those two guys in 10s, 5s, and even potential winning tickets. Um, they're they're the, the guys in that top 30 bubble that we're speaking of, but more of those trying to get it done.
0: Uh, yeah, I will tell you about Denny McCarthy later in the podcast. Hint, hint, for everybody out there. Ah,
1: okay. You know what I'm talking about, buddy. All right,
0: uh, Athol, <laughs> I will go to my top 10 play, and hey, uh, no better place to look for a top 10 than a guy who's been red hot lately and just happens to be a member at Sedgefield Country Club. Alex Smalley has been uh, striking it very, very well. The the iron play has been uh, red hot over his last three or four starts, and he's a guy that uh, I think a lot of people are going to target this week. I expect him to be a very popular play in the betting markets. Might be a little shorter by the time we get to Thursday morning. I expect him to be in the top four or five plays, I think, in DFS this week. But, look, we can all win when it comes to betting. DFS, maybe you want to be a little contrarian, you want to be a little different. Betting, hey, it's fine if we all win together. So let's all get those top ten tickets on Alex Smalley at plus 550.
1: Yeah, he he's not here on the pod, but he did make my preview uh, this week for golf, but I think that that's a solid play. He's a member. He, he loves the place. He has proven in the last couple of years playing there that he enjoys that pressure and those people around him and whatnot. So uh, definitely one to keep an eye on and, you know, maybe get some 10, 20 uh, top 10, top 20 ticket and, and maybe make some cash. Uh, Speaking of top 20, the ninth hole, we'll close out here. Look, I'm going to go with a guy who basically needs a top 20 to advance. Actually, theoretically it's a minimum of the top 23 to advance. You touched on him in your intro. He's had two previous top 25s at the Wyndham Championship. He ranks 25th in strokes gained approach this season. He's 76th in the FedEx Cup. And that's Shane Lowry, who is plus 165 for a top 20. Uh, he's a major winner. He's a great player. I think that the, the number there in front of him is something that will look forward to chasing. And I think he can step up and do it. Uh, again, yeah. like, I just think he's one of those guys uh and unlike we know justin thomas is outside right but unlike thomas he's not in bad form he's in good form and i think he's got the pedigree to get it done
0: i wrote him up in my preview this week benny and i'm not going to mention him necessarily on the pod here but uh it's it's incredible that we we talk so much about justin thomas and focus on him right around the same number on the standings as, as shane lowry just jt has had a poor year especially over the last three or four months there's no sugarcoating it he has not been good Shane Lowry is outside the top 70 and you go look at it, you're like a lot of 14, 16, 19th place <laughs> finishes. And you're like, <laughs> you stack them all up together. And you're like, throw in a third place finish somewhere. And he's in fine position. He just doesn't have one of those big spike weeks. It could certainly happen this week um, because Shane Lowry, like it, performances just outweighed the results, quite frankly. And, and at some point you're expecting him to get a big result. Uh, by the way, you talked about Justin Thomas for, Potential Ryder Cup, and he might probably need to do something this week in order to get into the playoffs and continue proving himself to Zach Johnson and his uh, staff of assistants. But uh, Shane Lowry, I, I don't know what his schedule looks like. I don't know if he's planning to play some DP World Tour events. But at seventy sixth on the point list, y- you would think that he's going to be a pick from Luke Donald on the European team. Uh, I mean, there's almost no uh, no real chance that he would get overlooked for that team, but You want to stay in some form. You want to play some golf over the next couple of months before we get to the Ryder Cup. I would assume he'd go over to Europe, but there is some some very strong motivation for Shane Lowry thinking, I don't really want to go over there and play a whole bunch of events that I wasn't planning to just to stay in form. He lives over here, lives in Florida. You know he'd love to just stay playing PGA Tour events for a few more weeks. That might be motivation enough. So I think that makes a whole lot of sense right there. All right, as we make the turn here at sedgefield country club for the wyndham championship another reminder the links and locks podcast is proudly presented by bet 365 the world's favorite sportsbook brand sign up with promo code action to get bet 365's exclusive sign up offer bet one dollar on any game get 200 in bonus bets let's be 21 or older offer available in colorado new jersey ohio virginia and iowa in the u.s gambling problem call or text 1-800 gambler we get to the back nine i am on the tee. And I will start off my 10th all with a couple of options. I've got two. I believe you listed two top 20s. I'm going to give you two top 20s here, Ben. Uh, one of them at a little bit of a shorter number and one of them at a longer number. The first one, Harris English, who's cash top 20s in three of his last seven starts, showing signs of coming back. Uh, I, look, I, I like Harris English for an outright this week. Not my favorite play, but. I will have him. In fact, I have him already, but uh, more of a top-20 type play. Plus 260 makes a ton of sense. And then if I'm going deeper down that list, look, remember, we want that combination of precision and putting this week. Think of the Ps. Kirsten Young does those two things really well. Rookie on the PGA Tour, he's been 21st or better. In five of his last 12 starts, he's shown a propensity to go low. He's got a big number next to his name, too, Benny. Plus seven hundred seven to one for a top twenty this week. It's a massive number. I, I kind of like that for Carson Young, the uh, Clemson product. By the way, from too far away from Greensboro.
1: Well, all I remember about Carson Young is he caused chaos because you can't put C Young on the leaderboards anymore on the PGA Tour because <laughs> you've got Rang and Carson Young, so you've got to have C A R dot for Carson. Yep. Uh, good to see him going well, and good to see him in your thoughts. Uh, let's hope he has a big one. Um, all right, eleventh hole. I haven't given you a long shot yet, have I? So let let me give you a long shot option. Uh, This is another one of the guys who's just outside the mark uh, of the 70. And I think that, um, as I said, you you mentioned it. Look, only two or three of these guys is going to come inside. History history shows us that, right? It's not going to be the eight guys I've mentioned that are outside or will mention that are outside the mark. So you have to pick and choose who you think are your your favourite two or three in that scenario. But at 90 to one... Uh, and set 77th in the FedEx Cup, needing a top 19 to advance. Ranks 12th in strokes game putty, putting. Uh, Justin Sur, I think, uh, at 90 to 1 is a, sort of a cool number. If you want to be more conservative, he's around about 360 for a top 20, um, whatnot. But as a long shot, uh, I think he's proven on his day he can match it with the big boys. And we'll find out with you know uh, the gun to the head so to speak to get into the playoffs we'll see what he's like in that scenario so just love the number there if you're looking for a, a, your lee hodges of this week it could be Justin Sir. Yeah
0: I like that a lot. I he's a player that I've had my eye on for a long time. I've mentioned him a lot on the podcast. And I do think that long term he's a very good player. Yeah sure on any given week I, I'm I'm totally fine with Justin Sir. We get to the 12th hole here's a name that I'm gonna mention for I, I, I've picked him out for player finishing position bets on bet 365 but quite frankly you like him outright you like him top 10 you want to play him dfs i i think he works on a lot of different platforms this week adam hadwin and the reason i've picked him for player finishing position bets bet 365 lists him for 45th or better this week okay. I, I love that play this is a a golf course mm-hmm. that fits hadwin to a t i also think the golf gods uh owe him a little bit the karma gods. Remember, he was the one that got tackled by security trying to celebrate (laughs) with his buddy Nick Taylor at the RBC Canadian. He was the guy that was left standing on the green applauding for Ricky Fowler when Fowler defeated him in a playoff at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. At some point, somebody's going to be running onto a green trying to celebrate for Adam Hadwin. And that hasn't happened yet, but I do think that, like I said, Hadwin fits everything we're looking for this week. I think he's got just a fine number for Outright's right around 50 to one this week 45 to one uh but that player finishing position market 45th or better yeah i would i would fire on that coming off a of miscut i'm sure it kept that lower for that number from being uh um a little bit better this week but i think that's a really nice number
1: yeah like he um i believe he's top 30 on tour and putting well he was up and up until recently so and and we know he can go low he's a you know part of the 59 club so uh adam Hadwin. Could be a sneaky get there. I might have missed him uh, when I was looking at my my numbers this week. But, yeah, I don't mind that. I also love him because he's an international player, a Canadian, and he's a good dude. So let's hope for the best for heads. Uh 13th hole, I'm going to give you a top 40 now. I always always like to be a plus number here, but it was when I first looked at it. I've just checked it recently. It's just dropped under to minus 105. Uh, I'm still going to throw it at you for a top 40. Um and that is Andrew Putnam. He's 35th in stroke gained approach on tour and 10th in stroke gained putting. So it's the closest thing to the unicorn I could find from this season, uh, ranking very highly in both. As I said, all the winners in recent years, the last six winners at this tournament have had both of those things firing during their wins. Now, uh, he hasn't necessarily got the greatest record at Sedgefield, but he hasn't played it a lot either. Uh, so I just sort of thought I'd throw him out there. It's a top 40 conservative player because he ranks well in both metrics that we're looking at.
0: I like that. And I'm going to go to my top forties here on the 14th. All I've got three names for you, each at plus money, two of them at barely plus money, but again, we just got to finish in the top 40. Uh, we ain't yeah. got to go uh, that high on the leaderboard. The first one, Ben Griffin having a really nice rookie season. Remember Ben Griffin got a sponsor exemption into this event a year ago as a member of the corn ferry tour. Finished in solo fourth place. And so uh, for him to come back now with another year of maturity and confidence and experience, I think makes a lot of sense. Speaking of all of those things, 21-year-old Akshay Bhatia coming off his first career victory a couple weeks ago at the Barracuda Championship. And, And you talk about motivation. He didn't get those FedEx Cup points for winning the Barracuda Championship. Still well outside that top 70. I think he would like to prove some of the... EGA tour executives uh group something to them this week that um he can get himself in the playoffs he is plus 105 then a name further down this is a name that i used to mention on the pod all the time i have not gotten a chance to mention him much recently because he has not played well but he's starting to show a little something played well last week played really well a couple weeks ago at the barracuda the good doctor Doc Redmond, Clemson <laughs> products from not too far from Greensboro. Uh, let's get Doc Redmond in the mix, plus 150 for a top 40 this week.
1: Okay. I like it. This is where I'm getting a little bit outside the box and a little crazy. We're going to the okay. 15th hole. Just because it's the last week and just around the FedEx Cup, because I know my bosses love the fact that I'm talking about the bubble and whatnot, but I'm going to give you a bunch of names that you, some of you just mentioned that when you're looking, if you're trying to find these guys outside looking in, that might have a good week because they're under the gun. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say, like, look, look at top twenty, right? For these guys, these are four more names that are outside that I haven't mentioned already. Obviously, I already mentioned Adam Scott and Shane Lowry, um, but here are some potential options I think could play well, given knowing knowing that they need to. First, okay. you've got. I'll go to the first one is Batia. You mentioned him. Look, he's 18th in strokes gained approach. Uh, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think he can push for um, what he needs, which is, he needs to be like top three or something. But I think he can, as I said, if you stay on the conservative plus money for a top 20, I think it's about 300 or so for a top 20 for Batia. That's something there. Next I'm going to give you is Harry Hall, one of the great putters. Mm. Not hitting it as accurate as you normally would need, but if you can just find something a little bit better uh, off the tee and into the greens, he's the type of guy that could have a big day making a lot of putts. Again top 20 you get like six to one for that for him. a top 10 last week for Aaron Badley we know a world class putter has always been good with that um playing with house money essentially he only got in because of that top 10. uh he is another I think he's what what 550 for a top 20 uh, this week someone to look at and Gary Woodland 10th in stress gained approach not the greatest putter but could potentially just try to get it going, knowing he needs a big week. Um, and then one more guy who's already inside the mark at 49th. And I am I thought you would get to him at some point because he's a very big horse for this course. Uh, he's won here, 2019 champion. He's coming off three top tens in recent weeks. And that's the man who threw away the second outright on the final hole yesterday in JT Poston. I think he's still plus 160 for a top 20. I think that he could keep the role going. And I think he could stick it to the few people who tried to tell him you know, oh, he wasted 250000 by not by going for it. You know what? I hope he goes for it every single time. And I think he tweeted today that he would go for that green every single time. He's not easy. He I'm not there to finish second. I'm there to have a crack and win. And I know that might have hurt some of the betters who maybe had him in a matchup. <laughs> I know that it was 10 to 1 on the tee that Lee Hodges would beat him on the round because they'd been going in a matchup and he was one behind or something in that team, or two behind and ended up cashing for those people on Hodges in the matchup. But I just want to give JT person a, a shout out because he's, he's got the right attitude. I think.
0: Uh, I love the attitude. I love the mindset. We had his caddy Aaron Fleener on our PGA tour radio show earlier today. And, and Fleener was great talking about it. He said, look, there wasn't even a discussion as far as like, Hey, do we want to try to go for, the small percentage that we can maybe tie this thing and get into a playoff and try to win it? Or do we want to lay up into the fairway and secure our second place? I wasn't even like, we know each other well enough that we didn't even have that conversation because I knew that wasn't an option. And I, had, yeah. I told him, I, I saw some people on Twitter. They're like, man, I, I bet his caddy's mad about losing that money. Cleaner goes 20 K's. Like, I don't care. Like, it's yeah. money. What do I care? He's like, I'm out here to win golf tournaments. He goes, if I was on the bag of a player who was playing for second place, then I'd be on the wrong bag. I don't want to be on that bag. And I thought that was yeah. an awesome answer. He was fantastic. By the way, you can find that on the SiriusXM app or um, go to my Twitter feed at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. And we've got a uh, a little bit from that interview that I posted earlier. But Fleener was fantastic talking about that. All right. The second part of this is in reaction to your plays there. I would have won my first bet of the week already, Benny, because I knew there was going to be an Aaron Battley mention from you <laughs> at some point on this podcast. It, Battley was not going to be on the leaderboard this past week um, without you mentioning him here. And by the way, uh, Bads and Crunchy Pete together uh, with yeah. the hair flowing for both of them is a fantastic site. If you haven't seen them, uh, you got to check them out. So yeah, wishing Bads the best. He's a great guy. Um, okay. End of the 16th hole. It's time to play our favorite game, here on the pod. We don't play it often enough. Fade the Aussie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Too often I I try to go along with Benny and I I make Aussie selections. He's given you Adam Scott, already gave you Aaron Baddeley. I am fading Cam Davis here who just isn't a course Ooh. fit. Although he has played some good golf on some shorter golf courses, uh RBC Heritage, Harbour Town, of course. Uh I believe Colonial played well a couple of years ago, Sony Open maybe. So uh, maybe I'm wrong here, but I'm going with a guy who's more of a course play, uh, course fit here, Aaron Rye at Even Money. Aaron Rye with top 30 finishes in five of his last seven starts. I will take him uh, as an underdog in the matchup against Cam Davis.
1: Now, uh, off the top of my head, Cam's 69 now in the FedEx Cup. is that right? He's right on the yeah, bubble? I believe so, yes. So, so okay. This is fascinating to me because a year ago i would have been very worried about cam davis in this position uh i think the only thing ever standing in his way with his own confidence and like he was the type of player that refused to look at a leaderboard didn't want to know he's in contention because nerves etc would get to him he went to the president's cup as we know and gained a bunch of uh confidence from there and, and showed that he started to believe in himself a lot more but I haven't really seen him being put under the blowtorch in a situation like that since, yeah, he was up there in the players, uh, but not really with a chance to win. Right. And and this will be that first moment where he goes into the week on a course he's not necessarily suited to where he acts, absolutely has to perform. So we're going to find out about the evolution of Cam Davis. That's sure. And uh, look, I, I hate to say it, but I lean towards you might be right um, until he proves otherwise. Um, I hope, he smashes it this week. I hope he wins the tournament. I love him. Um, but we're gonna learn a lot. We're gonna learn a yeah. lot. That's that's what I'll yeah. say. Um, so I'm fascinated to see how he goes. Um, because everything's sort of leaning against him as his past shows. But if he can turn up and play well under that pump, I'll be a f i will be ai was already a pretty close to full believer. I'll definitely be a full believer if he secures his spot in the playoffs this week.
0: Great. Right. right. So all right, 17th all. Where are you going? Your favorite um, out right this
1: week? yeah you know i'm gonna cop some heat for this because pretty chalky but this play has oh, been rocks man. and diamonds rocks and diamonds at the Windham championship four missed cuts can you believe it out of seven but three top 15s starting to warm to the game 11th on tour and approach solid pick despite being 125th in putting He'll need to have a big week on the greens to contend. But much like Adam Scott, I think it's inside him when he wants it. He, from 150 to 175 yards, he's 21st on tour in proximity, one of the best in the field this week. And that is by far the average they're all hitting from this week, 150 to 175. Look, 56th in the FedEx Cup. He's secure in the top 70, but he's hunting top 50 and top 30. That'll keep his motivation up. Hideki Matsuyama, I saw enough last week to suggest he's in somewhat form. I feel like he took his foot off the gas a little uh, over the weekend and he then got a rocket. I heard from my sources that some of his team told him to, you know, he need to toughen up, if you will, in those situations when he knew he couldn't win it. He sort of threw away some points on Sunday and Saturday. Uh, So I'm going to bank on him returning serve to those in his inner circle, Hideki Matsuyama.
0: Just spent what 30-40 minutes talking about how you've got to go low, you've got to make a lot of putts on this golf course. I do not trust a Deki Matsuyama to make it a hunch, man. Look, it's a hunch. Uh, I'm going with four a footers, let alone 14 footers. Okay.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. We've talked about putting, and I've gone with Adam Scott and Deki Matsuyama, two known strugglers on the greens. Normally although Adam Scott's, Scott's
0: stats are pretty good. I mean
1: well this week. Yeah. I- I'm gonna go
0: worse. with I'm gonna go with if I could find a player who's the opposite of Hideki Matsuyama and might be the guy that I'm taking <laughs> uh with my favorite outright play this week and that is a guy who might be one of the world's best putters in Denny McCarthy uh, He started out at 35 to 1 I will tell you that every betting expert in the industry every betting expert who's been retweeted into my timeline which is a lot of them uh, I don't think I've seen one person who doesn't have Denny McCarthy uh trust yeah. me I, I had him written up uh, Sunday night before we even got into the week, before the odds were even out, I knew that I was going to have a lot of McCarthy this week. I've had a lot of them throughout the summer, and he's been proven to uh, at least be up there. I mean, he is probably not the best player on the PGA Tour without a victory, uh, depending on what we think of, you know, how we answer that question. It's a Cameron Young, it's a Tommy Fleetwood, whether you're going for pure talent, whether you're going for longevity, whatever the case might be. But Danny McCarthy is somewhere on that list. Six top tens this season, a runner-up finish at the Memorial Tournament where it looked like he was in control. Bogeyed the last, lost the playoff to Victor Hovland. Uh, but like I said, you got to make a lot of putts on this golf course. He does that every single week. I feel like he's uh, he's the smash play to go out in there and get that first career PGA Tour victory that he's been knocking on the door for for a while, Benny.
1: Yeah, look, I mentioned him earlier. As you said I'm not against you on that. I wish I wish I could be contrarian to you. Um, and I guess my pick is you're right. Like uh, as I said at the start, you're usually going to go with a putter who hopefully has a good striking week, or a striker who hopefully has a good, a reasonable putting week. Um, my outrights have gone away from the putters, but then I've thrown in my top tens, etc. With the putting guys because uh, I think you you can you can go both sides. You can choose one side and stick with it, or you can hedge as I said across the two, um, and you know potentially win a little less if you spread out your kick, but. Um, it's going to happen and then look after all that we're probably what are we going to get another Harmon and Hodges or well, who was it a few years ago? Jimmy Herman was it Herman that won this thing from a million to one? Uh, I don't know who that could who that's going to be but um, yeah we'll we'll see look at the end of the day it's going to be fascinating no matter what happens because we've got those bubbles to talk of so uh, whether it be the 70 but and I, we didn't mention this at the start but the reason it's important is not just getting into the plus so you can maybe win that 18 million. But top seventy gets you pretty decent status for next year. You'll get in most events that you want. Top fifty is all designated events, yep. so that fifty bubble is huge for all these guys. And thirty is the majors as well. So, like you know, it's there's plenty at stake that's not just the eighteen million first prize. So that that'll be fascinating to see which guys step up to the mark and and play well under the gun.
0: Yeah, it's a great point there. Uh, it's been fun. The last regular season event. We're finally there of the lead tour season. Benny and I will both be in Memphis, I believe. You're in Memphis last next week. Yeah, I'll right. be in Memphis. We'll, all right. We have made it. We'll see if Justin Thomas, Shane Lowry, Adam Scott will be there with us for the first <laughs> playoff event in Memphis next week. Can't wait for it. We'll do the pod from there. And next week, thanks to everybody out there for listening to this edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets Podcast. Remember, you can find us every single week during the EJ Tour season and the playoffs, uh, download, subscribe, rate, and listen anywhere you find your favorite podcast From Ben Everall. I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with your bets for this week's Wyndham Championship. Here's hoping you hit the green.
1: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.